You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. Today we are talking about the last of the groups in love. This one is the positivity types in marriage, the two, sevens, and nine. And we're going to give you some different ways and strategies to love them. Normally we talk about these types in terms of when we pair them together. The late Dr. Daniels and others have really thought of this group in terms of how they process conflict. But I'm also giving you tips today as to just really help you to learn to love these three types better. So you can listen to previous episodes. You can also grab our deep dives on any of these three types to find out more about how to deal with them in conflict. But today I just want to help you to really express love to this type or these types as well as to learn how to really relate if you are this type in terms of loving and just being in marriage. So super quick episode on this for you. And we will just start with the general reminder that these are the harmonic triads here that we've been covering. We talked about the one, three, and five, the logical types or competency types. We also talked about the four, six, and eight who are the expressive or passionate types. And so make sure you listen to the last Wednesday episodes for those too. But today, these three types, as I said, are really enjoying moving through the world in a positive way. And so if you're trying to show love to them, keep things generally positive. Now, do they have their work to do on balancing out logic and emotional passion? Absolutely. But when we're trying to grow, we try to use our strengths to grow together. We don't just say, okay, here's your weak area. Now this should be your new strength. We actually say, no, positivity is a strength for the two, seven, and nine, and they will help to balance a group out and bring some positivity. They'll be the ones to bring the levity when things are getting too tense. But of course, sometimes in marriage, you might be thinking, man, I really want to relate to my spouse in a way that is deeper, or we have to look at what's logical here, not just what's for fun or for happiness or for peace. And so sometimes we have to make peace by doing something tougher or a little more logical. So just keep that in mind, everybody, as we're talking through these types, and I'm going to give you some tips for each of them now. If you are with a type two or you are a type two, remember that twos really like to look at the world, all of these do, through rose-colored glasses and things are going to work out okay. And being positive is, you know, it's such a belief in people and relationships and really makes the world just see the good in people. And I love that about our twos. I also want them to realize that as much as they want to bring goodness and show love to the world, sometimes they not only avoid their own needs, but they can put themselves in harm's way and not set the boundaries they need to, to get respect. They can uh, forget that they're thinking inhibited and forget to do some verbal processing or their spouse may say, I don't want to hear from you. And so I want to remind you guys, give your twos a voice because of that, because they are not able to always process without doing that out loud time. 
it is absolutely essential that to love them well, that you give them some time and space to do that and encourage them to take some time in the day for self-care because they're loving so hard and they're like, well, I'll be okay if I just love and save others. And they forget to do their own work because they're so concerned with loving and helping others. And you might've heard me talk about them when we talked about the harmony groups along with fives and eights that they're very relationally wired, which is amazing and helping wired, but it just hurts your marriage if the two doesn't realize that they have to do the practical, logical work. They have to be willing to dig in and express tears and not just in a tantrum kind of a way, but in a way that will actually be compromising. And and so really resist if you're the two as you guys are loving each other, um, resist the urge to become a child or to become a controlling person, but just allow yourself to say, you know what? It's okay. Like the world is beautiful, but it isn't perfect. And we're going to have times that we disagree. So I'm willing to grow and stretch and be mature here and realize that I can't just be God's right hand. I'm so glad that a lot of twos say that like, oh my gosh, like God needs me. I can't slow down. I have to help everybody. But just realizing like, when our love at home is blooming and blossoming, when we are getting self-care, we give out so much better and a word that twos need is boundaries. So while you guys are loving others, make sure you're not crossing other marriages boundaries. Make sure that you're really not just over flattering friends or spouses of friends. Make sure that you are really just keeping yourselves really satisfied at home. And if you're not, not just blanketing with happy, shiny, I'll go help somebody else, but doing the hard work at home on both sides. And also just loving each other with intention versus just loving the world. So bring the focus inward. You'll be good to go. Okay. Type sevens. I'm familiar with this type. We love to reframe everything. In fact, the two, seven and nine, all love to reframe. But in particular, this heaven says, my job is to bring joy in the world. I like to share positive things. I like to make sure that we know, and you've heard me say, you know, end of the world comes, I'm going to find something positive. That's good, but you once again have to be able to say pain is part of life and you can't leave. And so what we want to do is leave when we get to that point of it's tough because we sometimes feel like I won't be able to handle those emotions if they get too big because we're in that thinking triad and the anxiety fear triad. So there's a sensation of if I I can get away from the suffering, then I can head into positivity, into reframing and make the best of it. But we can hurt people in the process. People feel stepped on, unseen, unloved. And honestly, sevens are very sensitive, so they do love. And something that I've learned, and I hope this is helpful to you, is that people sometimes just want you to sit with them in their grief and pain. Now, I know this with my clients because I know this is exactly why they're there. And it's very much something that was ingrained in me in my counseling training. But I really do do not still to this day think of that naturally with friends. And one time a dear friend of mine passed away and we hadn't talked in about five years, but during high school, we were co-captains of a sports team and we were really, it was our tennis team and we used to get Slurpees every single day after class. And I remember when she had her funeral, I did not feel her mother would want me to go to that funeral. And I felt bad, like, of course she wouldn't want me there. One more person, a reminder of her daughter's death. I haven't talked to her in about five years. You know, we just split ways. It wasn't anything bad. Just wasn't a super close friend after tennis days. And I just felt so bad. What I later learned in my master's degree and onward was sitting with 
friends in their pain, not just clients, is important. And so now I'm friends with her mother and it, she considers me somebody. She writes me in Facebook Messenger all the time to talk about anniversaries and I try to send her memories and I've learned from, you remember Laura Deal and her husband Paul on the podcast about pregnancy loss and loss of a child and I've learned so much since then but what I think I'm really reminding our sevens of in general here is be with people in their pain, be with your spouse and this is a hard one because sometimes the shadow of marriage is that your spouse is used to you not talking about the hard stuff and so I've actually had to help my husband who's not either an emotional type to walk through the hard stuff with me too so if this is ringing a bell um, or maybe your, your spouse is a four six or eight and they're like yes like I want you to walk through the emotional stuff know that this is really good for you but take it in doses if you're the spouse because this is like a great way to really get down into the real depths of love and this is what people want from you seven so do understand that love is showing up even when it's hard and if you find another seven and they say no no the the way I would like to process loss with you is this other way that's creative and positive then that's fine but I want you to be able to love boldly with whatever your friends and family are requiring and just a lot of people feel the most loved by you when you're just sitting with them and slowing down and I know my four is like that she's constantly coming up to me for hugs and um you know, when you're when you're a seven who knows how to go to emotions, people really appreciate that and like that. And I, I'm sure you've grown a lot in that way, but keep on growing. It's so worth your time to um, have mobility. And even if some people are like, I don't want you to do that, like you're worth it to grow and to have a myriad of experiences. And so hope you will get that. And then type nines, you guys are also so positive because you see every single perspective. And so you're very generous and thoughtful. And another reasons nine, reason nines are really good at just being positive is they really like comfort. And so being negative or getting into arguments feels like a disruption of the peace. And so sometimes they forget that actual true peace is gained by spending time in conflict and having to walk through hard things. And sometimes I apologize to my nine at home when I have to do something hard because I know her and I really don't like that. But I'm like, I had to have this conversation with your sister or your dad or you or your brother. And it's just hard, but it's really good and we're both learning to take deep breaths through that. So take your deep breaths nine on just knowing that loving your friends and family means going to these depths, talking about the hard things. And of course, once you get regulated and going, nines are very good at stepping in into action, into awakening and doing this hard work. But they also do need to feel from you as a partner in a family, just like seven's partner can say, I don't want anything cloudy from you or a two's partner can say, I'm just used to you serving everybody. Um, and these are shadows that the spouse can bring in. So can the nine spouse say, you know, I'm just used to you not having an opinion. I'm used to rolling over you. So I always say to nine spouses, like if you really want to learn how to love your nine, you're going to learn how to feel like you're losing a lot more arguments. So, um, that is a short, that sounds very negative, but that is a short term reminder. I'm just warning them. It costs, you know, letting your nine wake up costs, but the ultimate blessing that comes from them waking up is such a gift to you. So you will be genuinely given so much more back by this temporary sacrifice because nines really do have a lot of goodness and love to share. But when they're part of the equation and they feel loved, it's because people see that they're positive and don't want to constantly bombard them with conflict. So don't 
don't do the constant bombardment. But nines do reach in and show up and really be there. Even though sometimes you feel forgotten and lost, understand that you can give yourself self-care. You can speak up and remind your people of how important it is to love you. And I want you to speak up. You are worth it, not just to stuff it and pretend everything's positive. So anyway, those are some tips for loving your positivity type. Like I said, don't forget to go into enneagramandmarriage.com and go to the deep dives or the glow guides if you just need more on your particular marriage pairing or more on the type by types or 20 plus pages of information. And I hope that this episode series has been good for you to hear and just refresh yourself on these struggles. You are not alone. We are doing the work with you. It is hard, but it is wonderful to have these insights. I am learning every day with you and I can't wait for our next time together. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.